0: good morning you know every once in a while uh, through the week you get maybe a song on your mind and it just keeps going over and over through your mind well I'm not musically inclined so don't happen to me uh, but I get a thought going through my mind and it just continues to go through it and uh, so I've, I've worked up a lesson on this and Some of you are going to think I'm weird, so let's go with it. Hebrews 9 and 27. And it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. You know, we've had a lot of funerals lately. We had a family from Albuquerque wanted to have a funeral here because the funeral home was backed up. It was going to be months before they could have a funeral. And as we think about this, there's some things I want you to get. Everyone here has an appointment with death. There's an old saying, two things are certain in life, death and taxes. It's coming, folks. Here's the reason. I always like to tell people a reason in Genesis... 2 and 17 but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die remember what happened Adam and Eve eat of the tree and as a result of their sin breaking God's commandment we are going to die don't ever think to yourself that your sin won't affect other people It does. I promise you today, the devil is still telling you lies, just like he told Adam and Eve. Don't eat of that. If they eat of that tree, you're not surely going to die. He put in one word, not. He does that to you too. He's lying to you every day. He's whispering in your ear every day. James 4 and 14, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth a little time and then vanishes away. Do you all remember uh, February 24th of this year? I'll never forget it. Sean and I were working on a truck. I hear him scream. My arm is crushed. Get me out. Call 911. I never called 911 because I couldn't get him out. I was preoccupied with getting that off of his arm. His mother comes out and says, is he alive? Finally a fireman, get out of the way. His wife shows up. You ought to seen the look on Daphne's face. My neighbors show up, Wayne and Ben. They had a amount of terror in their eyes. Garland comes. I realized right then that life is a vapor. I realized how... Within inches, we came to losing Sean. And I never had really thought about it that much. How you can be here one moment and bang, you're gone. I talked to Rick a while ago. I said, I'm sure that you and Peggy felt the same way. You're driving home, you're turning in at home. Boom, you get hit in the rear end. You was that close to death. We mentioned the Lewis family. There's gone on I-40, husband and two children. Gone like a vapor. I hope you get this. You may be young and Superman. You're gonna die. It's gonna happen. So you call me morbid. Our title is Your Obituary. Got one. This is the last funeral we had here. And as you read through it, it's kind of nice. You'll read, they was born. They may have went to school. They married the lover of their life. They had children. They had grandchildren. Then. That don't say much about someone, does it? So I want you, as we study here today, think about this. What are people going to say about you when you're dead? What are they going to say? They may say, good riddance, if it was me. What are they going to say? In Matthew, the fifth chapter, starting in verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. What does people see about your light and your daily activities? What do they see in your light? Do they even notice you? You're given off a light, I promise you. What are people gonna say? What will they say about you? I've came up with some things, and I don't want to spend a lot of time here because that's not entirely what I'm wanting to do. One, one I thought I was in First Timothy four and eleven. These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth. Be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give an attendance to reading, exhortation, and to doctrine. Young people, there's people your age in the cemetery. Young men, there's some people your age in the cemetery. Young ladies, there's some people buried at your age. All right, I'm going to get personal for a little bit. Roy Dukes. Becky Bevard Garland's brother, 16-year-old, went for a swimming after a family gathering. He drowned. Life is a vapor. Jimmy Dukes, Clyde Jr.'s brother, farming accident. He is gone. Young people, you have no guarantee that you're going to be here tomorrow or this evening even. I like this one better. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. It's easier to preach a funeral for someone that's older. You know, they've had this whole life of things to do. and We expect old people to die. My mother had a proverb. It says, the old must die and the young may die. I don't know whether that's original or not. But it's true. It is true. Well, people say this about you. Matthew 18 and 19. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even into the end of the world. Amen. Well, they say this about you, that you were responsible for leading them to Jesus. You was instrumental and become them a Christian. You led them to Jesus. Will they say that about you? Or will they say, You never mentioned Jesus to me? I didn't know you went to church. What will they say? I'll throw this in for Sean. Romans ten and fourteen. How then shall they call on him on whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him on who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? My favorite teacher, my favorite preacher, I like to listen to them. I like to listen to them maybe in home studies, wherever I was. I like to talk to him about the Bible. I like to do all of these things. Is that what they're going to say about you? Well, maybe they'll say, I didn't know you studied the Bible. What will they say? Hebrews 10 and 24 and 25. Let us consider one another to provoke into love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. They was always probably the first ones at church. I was going to get a smile. I was going to get a hug. I was going to get a handshake. How are you doing? Good to see you. How is this... Last few days, Ben. I'm glad you're feeling better. They show their excitement to see you at church. They're always there. Is that explaining you? Are they going to say that about you? Or what will they say? Matthew 25 and 35. For I was a hungered. And you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. In prison and you came into me. They were so hospitable. They liked to keep the preacher. They liked to keep someone that needed a place to stay. They brought them food. They gave them clothes. They had to give them the shirt off their back. They were so helpful. Is that what they're going to say about you? What will they say? Galatians 6 and 2. Bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. If I needed anything, they was there. They was there to pull the load. I've had brothers and sisters call me and pray on the phone for me. I've had people, when my hip was hurt, on their knees praying and crying, trying to bear my burden. What will they say about you? What will your obituary say? I like this one. In Joshua 24 and 15, And if it seem evil in you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your father served on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but for me and my house we will serve the Lord. Are they going to say that about you and your family? What will they say? Several of you have heard the story about Dave Dukes studying with a fellow years ago, maybe a 100 years ago, and he obeyed the gospel and if you went down the family tree there's probably sixty christians from that one bible study there was children that was preachers then there was grandchildren great-grandchildren that are preachers some of them sitting in the audience today great-great-grandchildren we went several of us went to Vena Till's funeral and. They made a comment about that family, how large that family was, that family taken in leadership positions in different towns and cities, how they sang together. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Years ago, I still took the Amarillo paper, and they they listed obituaries, and I, I... I always joked and said, I'm going to read. If my name's not there, I'm going to go to work. So I was reading, and there's a guy named Donald Johnson in the paper. And I said, that was my high school coach. Well, I got to looking, and it says, Donald Johnson died a certain date. Any family member, please call us. Had a funeral home. It wasn't the same one I was thinking of. But what about that guy's family? My goodness, they wasn't with him when he died. Nobody knew nothing about him. What a family. What are they going to say when you're dead and gone? What about this? Acts 26 and 28. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know thou believest. Then Agrippa is said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. I've helped with the funeral once and finally we went and asked has this lady been baptized? We didn't want to get too deep in what we had to say knowing she has not obeyed the gospel. What will they say about you if you have not obeyed the gospel not been baptized? What can we say good about you? you're dead and gone or maybe we say yeah he obeyed the gospel but he he never got involved he never went to work as a Christian he he just never followed through he was the one talent man he was afraid to take hold and do Christian work and work in the vineyard what will they say about you Colossians 1 and 5, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven whereof you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. How many times at someone's death, is, oh, they're better off now. This is true when they've obeyed the gospel, they've baptized, and they've lived a Christian life. This is a lie when they have not. Don't tell someone they're better off if they're not a Christian. Be a little more delicate. I'm sorry for your loss. They are not better off if they have not died in Christ. If you had not been baptized and put on Christ and you die, you're not better off. You know, we've talked all this time for a little bit of what people would say about you when you're dead. It really don't matter what people say about you so I went all this time and it don't matter what people say about you not at all it matters what Jesus will say Matthew 25 and 23 the Lord said unto him well done good and faithful servant thou hast been faithful over a few things I will make you ruler Over many things, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. The guy obeyed the gospel, he used his talents. Is that what they're going to say about you? This is what you want to hear. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Exactly what we're living for. That's why you're here today. You want to hear this at the day of judgment. This is what you want to hear bring something else that I, I like to talk about 1st Corinthians 15 and 20 but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the fruit fruit first fruits of them that slept for since by man came death by man came also the resurrection of the dead for as in Adam all die even so in Christ shall all be made alive I I think it's interesting sometime at a funeral service. you'll see the brochure, this obituary deal, and it'll say, "Final resting place is certain cemetery." That's wrong. That's a temporary resting place. That is not final. We establish it because of sin, we're going to die. Because of Jesus, we're going to arise again. Get that? That's important. I think it's a big beginning. That's just another step in our life. Romans 6 and 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Death is another phase. We're are born, we go through life, we die, we're buried for a temporary deal, then comes eternal life. I cannot explain eternal life. I cannot explain that. I can't explain going on and on and on. I just cannot. But we do have the eternity somewhere. Here's what Jesus offers. John 14 and 1, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you into myself, that where I am you may be also. This is what we want. That's what we're striving for. We're struggling for right here is to get to go to heaven. If we die in Christ, we get to go to heaven. It's not that complicated. We've got to remember Jesus is coming. 2 Thessalonians 1 and 7, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. You may be fortunate enough to be alive when Jesus comes again. You may not have died. That's a possibility. We don't know when that is either. But we need to remember this. When he comes, he's going to take vengeance on those that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ vengeance my question to you have you obeyed the gospel critical to your eternity have you obeyed the gospel if you have not beware You will be punished with everlasting destruction. Now, these are not my words. This is God's words. So I want you to think about it. If you died, what will people say? Don't really matter, does it? What will Jesus say when you stand for judgment? You're going to stand before him. They're going to open the books of life. Here is what you've done. You've obeyed the gospel. You live faithful. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou in the joys of the Lord. Or he's going to look. You hadn't obeyed the gospel. You have not lived in a righteous manner. You've lived worldly. Cast him into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want you to think about that. Once you die, you don't get a second chance. Your faith is sealed for eternity. It don't get more plain than that. If you're not ready to meet your maker today, you got a problem.